Can we sing chorus 49? Lord, we want to say, unless your Holy Spirit inspires and opens your word, Lord, um, it, it remains but just mere words. Lord, 
For Lord, our prayer is that you may speak to us through your word this morning. Lord, despite the limitation of our speaking and our hearing, Lord, we pray that you may speak through your word. Lord, we pray that you may give us a fresh revelation of yourself. Lord, how you were that perfect servant king. So, Lord, we trust this time into your hands. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Can we turn to the book of Numbers? Chapter 17. Book of Numbers, chapter 17, and verse 20. The earth is Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wrong. I apologize. Sorry, 2017。呃,第二十章。Numbers we will not even drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway, not turning to the right or left, until we pass through your territory. And then uh, in another verse, Ephesians chapter 2. 另外一句,一部所书第二章。For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one. And broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Uh, in the book of Numbers, chapter 20 and verse 17 that we just read, uh, there's a reference to a term, the King's Highway. Uh, now, uh, when Moses led the people out of Israel, and they were moving towards the land of Canaan, they came to the Edomites and asked them if they could pass through their territory. And through their territory was a highway called the King's Highway. Well, the story is that the Edomites refused them to go through that territory. So then um, they had to go east 
There's a desert highway. And we'll explain a little bit more in, in detail later. But uh, the land of Edom is near the Red Sea. And um, and it's, that land itself is also red. And why is it red? Well, we know because Edom was a land given to Esau. Now, when Esau was born, he was very hairy. And he was red. And remember that he sold his birthright for a bowl of red lentil soup. So very interestingly, the land that God gave Esau was Edom. And the whole land is red. And it's also near the Red Sea. Now, why is the Red Sea called the Red Sea? Well, there are a few reasons. One reason is that there is this special algae. Yeah, when it dies, it uh, turns red. So sometimes the, the, the sea looks red. And if you go to the beach near the Red Sea, it's not uh, sand. It's little pebbles. And all the pebbles are red. And, and you can actually go snorkeling in the Red Sea. Because there's some very nice coral there. But 90% of the coral is also red. So it's very interesting that God gave Edom. Uh, gave Edom to Esau. And that whole land is also red. Uh, it's actually made of sandstone. Uh, so if you ever been to Phoenix in Arizona, Arizona Phoenix Flagstaff or Sedona, all the rocks are red. It's, uh, sandstone. It's basically oxidized magnesium. So that's why it's red. Uh, and uh, you know, in the Bible, there's a term Mount Seir. Seir means hairy. So the area of Edom is also called Mount Seir. So it's hairy. But it's also red. So if you go to that area, and you look in the horizon, there's a lot of mountains. And it looks like a hairy back. Red, hairy back. So anyway, so that's that's Edom. But starting from the Red Sea, all the way up north to Damascus, there's a highway called King's Highway. And this was a king a highway that was very ancient. Now remember in Genesis chapter 14, there was a war between the four kings versus the five kings. Sometimes, you know, especially in the beginning when I read that portion, I was like, 
so if you imagine this is Israel, and then on this side is Babylon. Now remember, Abraham came from Ur of Chaldea. On the other side of the Euphrates. So, so Abraham came from the, the Babylonian area and God gave him a promised land here in Israel. So the four kings, Shardalomir, who was the leader, led the, lived in the area of Babylon. And the five kings lived uh, close to the Dead Sea. In, in, uh, in, near, in, in the land of Israel. So the story of the four kings and the five kings is is that the enemy didn't want Abraham to come to the promised land. As a matter of fact, wanted Abraham to, to take him back to Babylon. So brothers and sisters, spiritually speaking, the enemy doesn't like the fact that we have come to the promised land. That we have left the world behind. We have left the idols behind. Now we have been saved by the Lord into the promised land. And the promised land speaks about the unsearchable riches of Christ. So when the four kings came to war with the five kings, outwardly speaking, it was just a political war. Because these five kings rebelled against Shadalomir, who was reigning over all of them. But spiritually speaking, it was the enemy trying to bring back Abraham back to Chaldea. Uh, because after the four kings defeated the five kings, they took Lot with him. And remember, the Bible says that Abraham took 318 men and chased after the king. All the way up to Dan, and then all the way to Damascus. So, uh, and then. Abraham defeated them and was able to bring back Lot. And again, right after that story, you see uh, Abraham came and met Melchizedek, the king of Salem. And, and king of Salem, which was basically Jerusalem. Now that's another one I didn't really quite get. What does that have to do with anything? But actually, at that time, Jerusalem was nowhere significant. 
他那个时候耶路撒冷还不是那么重要。It wasn't until the time of David，啊，一直到大卫的时间，when he discovered that that's where God wanted to build the temple。当他发现神要在那里建殿，but prophetically that was an important piece of land。所以那个地方是很重要的。Because prophetically it spoke about the war between Babylon and Jerusalem。因为在在预言当中，他讲到巴比伦与耶路撒冷的征战。So that's the really neat tidbit about that portion of the scriptures。所以这在这个。but again, uh, that's also not the central part of my message. But the the important thing is that that war essentially occurred all along the King's Highway. From from the Red Sea, all the way up to uh, 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 Dan, and then to uh, 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 Damascus. So this is a very important highway. But then, brothers and sisters, the question is, what does this have to do with us? So I think now that I've given you a little bit of a background, I'd like to show you a map. That's why I asked those that sitting on the side if you can move to the middle because it will be hard for you to see. But this is the land of Israel. And you can see it's very long. It's actually about the size of New Jersey. And actually the population today is very similar. But if you think about Israel, the most significant part of it is that there is a Jordan Rift Valley in the middle. Now, at the very top, you can see that's Mount Hermon. And then um, Mount Hermon is usually snow capped. Uh, and then as the snow melts, uh, the water goes in underground into these springs. So um, especially up in the north, uh, because of that water, you see that Israel is very green up the north. So, uh, to show you over there, it's very green up north. As you move south, it becomes yellower. That's desert. So, remember the Bible says the land flowing with milk and honey? Because on the south side, that's where you pasture your flock. That's where you'll see a lot of the Bedouins. The Bedouins are, are none other than people like Abraham and Isaac. They would have sheep and cattle and then they, they would graze them on the fields. So that speaks about the land of milk. Up north, where it's greener, suitable for farming. So that's why you have uh, olive trees and you have uh, uh, grapevines, fig trees, and uh, so anyway, so so that's a very interesting uh, that in a very small piece of land you have very green and very yellow. 
And so the Bible also talks about from Dan to Beersheba. Dan is all the way up north near Mount Hermon. Beersheba is all the way south here in the desert. Now we know, remember uh, when Isaac married Rebecca? So uh, Rebecca came all the way up from the northeast in uh, Padan Aram. And she rode a camel all the way down near Beersheba. So, and uh, she would have gone through all the greenery up north. And imagine that she came to the south. And then when she finally got to Beersheba, uh, she, she probably thought, wow, it's all desert. <laughs> but she was still willing to marry Isaac. And remember the story uh, that the, the servant observed Rebecca and uh, uh, he said, well, if, if she came and said, let me give you some water as well as water your camels. So there were ten camels. And, and if she were to, to use the well to feed the camels, it would have taken her at least four to five hours to feed all the camels. So she, she was a very diligent person. So young brothers, when you look for a wife, you should look for someone like Rebecca. But if you think about it, Isaac and Rebecca lived in this very desert area for more than a hundred years. So now you know why Isaac dug four wells. You know, we, we hear that Abraham, he built four altars. Speaks of his life of consecration. But Isaac dug four wells. Now you know why he needed to dug wells. Because the land that he lived, you cannot find water on the surface. So only uh, during winter time does it rain throughout the whole year. And your hope is that when you dig these wells, the waters will be filled by this rainwater and you could use it for the rest of the year. Anyway, so from Dan to Beersheba. Uh, and so then, if you think about uh, the land of Israel, you can think about it with five fingers. The pinky is along this side. Near the Mediterranean Sea. And that is the coastal plain. Now, this is where the Philistines were. So remember, they also came from Egypt to uh, 
to the land of Israel. But the difference was the people of Israel crossed two bodies of water. They crossed the Red Sea and they also crossed the Jordan. So it speaks about the work of the cross. Of course, the Red Sea talks about us leaving the world behind. And then the Jordan River speaks about denying ourselves. So the Philistines, they took a shortcut and that's where they lived. So along the coast, you'll see cities called Gaza, Ashkelon, Ashdod, and Ekron. These are all cities of the Philistines mentioned in the Bible. So this is the coastal plain. And then you have the uh, central mountainous region. Now this is where Jerusalem is. Now in between Beersheba and Dan, there's a city called Shechem. It's very interesting. It's right in the middle. And this is also the place that the Lord had Abraham come to right at the beginning. And remember when Joshua took the people of Israel into the land of Canaan, one of the first stops was also Shechem. It's right in the middle between Dan and Beersheba. And also Shechem was also the capital of um, the northern kingdom. So in any case, to keep it real simple. So if you look to the north, this is this is the Sea of Galilee. So this is called Galilee. And then a little further south is Samaria. And then a little further south is Judea. And then the south southern side is the Negev. Okay. Now, um, so what is the significance of the and then so that's the central mountain and then you have the Jordan Rift Valley now the Jordan River is very important now I mentioned that uh, in the north you have Mount Hermon it's snow capped and then the snow melts and then as the water melts, it becomes a source of the River Jordan. So this becomes a lifeline of the land of Israel. So it flows all the way from the north and Sea of Galilee all the way to the Dead Sea. So at the foot of Mount Hermon, remember our Lord once uh, took the disciples to Caesarea Philippi. Now, over there, you will find a huge rock. At one point, there was a huge earthquake. And that cleft was, uh, was cleft. And, and from the middle of that rock flows for the the source of the River Jordan. So it becomes a lifeline of the land of Israel. So brothers and sisters, this is the same place 
the Lord brought the disciples. And he asked Peter, Who do you say that I am? And he said, Thou art the Christ. And and then uh the, the Son of the Living God. So uh and then the Lord said uh, the, the father revealed it to Peter but then the Lord said you are Peter and the, the, he, the Greek word is Petros a little stone but then he said upon this rock and he said upon this Petra which is the massive rock which is the rock that's there in Caesarea Philippi that rock that was cleft upon that rock I will build my church and then it's interesting and then said I will give you the keys of the kingdom now we know that on the day of Pentecost Peter preached the gospel and then 3,000 people were saved and then 5,000 people were saved so then he preached the gospel to the Jews. So the, the, the kingdom was open to the Jews. But then Peter also preached the gospel to Cornelius. And then the gospel was open to the Gentiles. So Peter truly had the keys of the kingdom. And then the Bible says, And the gates of Hades should not prevail against it. Actually, right near this rock, right at that time, uh, there used to be some pagan temples there. It was, uh, there was a temple for Zeus. And even today, you can see there are these little coves that they use to worship the pagan gods. So that's why the Lord says the gates of Hades should not prevail against it. And then uh, the Lord mentioned that he was going to the cross. And Peter said, No, 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 you cannot do that, Lord. And that's when the Lord said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Well, you do not mind things of, of God but of man so, uh, near the foot of Mount Hermon this is where the Lord gave the, the uh, revealed these four greatest truths in the Bible the Christ the, the church the, the kingdom and the cross so brothers and sisters and then from that rock flow for the water that becomes a lifeline of Israel. So brothers and sisters. Um, so when the Lord died on the cross, out of his side flow for water and blood. Now we know that blood speaks of forgiveness. But the water speaks of life. So just like the River Jordan is a lifeline of Israel, so our Lord has become our lifeline. So that's very significant. But, okay, so just one last point. Okay, so then, so that's the middle finger, right? So, so you have the, 
the coastal plain is the mid- little finger, and then the Central Mountains region and the Jordan Rift Valley is the middle finger. So Okay, now to the east is the um, is the Transjordan Mountain region. Now, when the people of Israel came to the Promised Land, they needed to cross the River Jordan to that side. So in some way, the Transjordan is outside the will of God. God's plan was that they would cross the river. So if you think about on the south, you have Edom. So this is what I talked to you. That's why this is red. So um when when the so when the people of Israel asked to pass, they wanted to go up the King's Highway on the Transjordan. Uh, mountain range. So this trans this uh, King's Highway goes up all the way up this trans uh, uh, Jordan mountain range. But Edom said, no, no, you're not gonna go up the King's Highway. So the people of Israel had to go east. And go the desert highway. Now, do you know where it is that when you go east? If you go east, you come to the Midian Desert. Remember when uh, Moses fled Egypt, where he went? He went to the Midian Desert. And, and we went there this time, and it's a real desert. There's absolutely nothing there. But isn't it interesting? That's exactly where Moses went. And the Bible says he went there and he just kept some of his father in law's sheep. Not even his own sheep. Uh, so, um, it, Moses, who was uh, who was educated with all of the education of Egypt. Uh, now it was the Egyptians who told us that there are sixty seconds in a minute, sixty minutes in an hour, and twenty-four hours in a day. So you can know Moses was educated with all of the teachings of, of Egypt. They were very advanced in all 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 uh, things in math and science. But when he was 40, and he fled from Egypt, he came to Midian, as if he was brought to nothing. He was just shepherding some sheep that weren't even his own. But the Lord was doing an undoing work for, for Moses. God did not want Moses to have any contribution in serving him. Uh, so God appeared to Moses in the bush, burning bush. Now, 
That bush was burning, but that bush was not consumed. 那个荆棘是燃烧，可是它没有烧毁。It was to show that God was not going to use Moses as the fuel for that fire. 呃，让摩西看到他不是那个火焰的呃呃的的的燃料。So. In New Testament terms, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So in the New Testament, we have no contribution to the Lord's work. 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 Through to enter into the promised land. Ah, this is Moses. He needs to lead 200,000,000 people to enter into the promised land. So whatever skills he learned in those 40 years, the Lord put it to use later on when he was bringing the people of Israel. So he was in the wilderness for 40 years. He learned many skills. He was able to lead the people. Okay, so we said we have Edom. So this is area is also called Mount Seir. This area is called Seir. The Red Sea is here. Ah, 红海在这里 And then you go further north from Edom is Moab. 然后你往北就是呃摩押 And then further north from Moab is Ammon. 然后在摩押以北就是啊亚门 So that's where the Ammonites were. 那就是亚门人 And then there's Gilead. 然后有基列 And then Uh, Bashan, 然后巴山 or Golan Heights, 或者是哥哥朗高地 So remember,、uh, who was here on the east side? 啊、uh, ，在东边是什么人呢 ？So you have the Edomites, 有伊东人 ，which is Esau, 是伊扫。Now we know Esau cheated his brother. 你知道伊扫他骗他的弟兄。So and then you have、uh, the Moabites and the Ammonites. 然后有摩亚人跟亚门人。Now Moab. Bites and the Ammonites were the sons of Lot. Uh, Moabian and Ammonian were Lot's descendants. Lot's oldest son was Moab. Uh, Lot's oldest son was Moab. His second son was Ben Ami, who became the father of the Ammonites. So, Lot's second son was Ben Ami, who was the father of the Ammonites. And do you remember when the people of Israel they were about to enter into the Promised Land? So, Israelites, they were about to enter into the Promised Land. There were two and a half tribes that decided that they didn't want to go cross over the、um, cross over the Jordan. There were two and a half tribes that decided they didn't want to cross over the Jordan. There were two and a half tribes that decided they And Manasseh, and Manasseh. So, so this is where the king's highway is. This is the place. I just want you to get a bearing of that. I just want you to get a bearing of that. So,、um, why is it that we're talking about the king's highway? Ah, why is it that we're talking about the king's highway? Now that we have a general idea of the geography, oh, now we know that our Lord lived on this earth for six thousand years. Oh, now we know that our Lord lived on this earth for over thirty years. Now,、um, if you read、uh, the first two chapters of the Gospel of Luke, oh, if you read the first two chapters of the Gospel of Luke, oh, if you read the first two chapters of the Gospel of Luke, 啊，你会读到他的安吉安呃晋级的三十年。How our Lord was born in Bethlehem. 呃，我们的主他出生在呃伯利恒
And then he ha- they had to flee to Egypt. And they came to Nazareth. And then um, the Lord lived silently before God. The Bible tells about what when the Lord was twelve, he went to Jerusalem. And then how he said, I need to be mindful of my father's house. So here the first thirty plus hidden years. And then the Lord uh, was uh, was baptized. And he ministered for three and a half years. Now, the first year of his ministry, you can probably find, you can read it in the first four chapters of the Gospel of John. Remember the story of Cana of Galilee? Remember the story of Nicodemus? How the Lord came and met the Samaritan woman? And remember, in the beginning of John chapter 1, uh, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, right? And the Lord first met Andrew and John and Peter and Philip and Nathaniel. But that was the first year of his ministry. And the disciples didn't follow him full time. It wasn't until the second year, when John the Baptist was in prison, and when finally the Lord was rejected in Nazareth. And remember, he said, though he came to his own, but those his, his own did not receive him. Then the Lord moved his. Uh, center of ministry to Capernaum. Capernaum is at uh, near the Sea of Galilee. And then the Bible says the Lord went around all the cities around Galilee. So the Lord probably served there for about two years. And there were probably 240 villages and cities around Galilee. So, um, so uh, in Galilee. If you want to read about these two years, it's mostly covered in Mark chapter 1 to chapter 8. So anyway, so the first year the, the disciples followed him sporadically. But then the two years the the um the the second uh, the, the the last two years of his three year ministry, the disciples followed him all the time. So remember at the beginning of these two years the Lord said come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And we visited this place called Tagba. It's actually a place where seven springs and they're warm springs hot springs. Yeah, so when even when winter time fish would come to this place. So it's very likely that the fishermen fish a lot right over there. But in any case, 
the Lord brought the disciples to the Mount of Transfiguration. Now we talked about Mount of Transfiguration likely was Mount Hermon. Remember he was transfigured before them? And the Bible says his clothes was white so that not even the, the best launderer could make it so white. And Probably nearby was Mount Hermon, which was snow-capped. Oh, so it reminds you of that white snow and his clothing turning white. But brothers and sisters, after three years of ministry, satisfied the Father completely. him and Moses and Elijah were talking about he was, how he was going to exit this world. Peter said, Oh Lord, let's make three tabernacles. And then one for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. And then a cloud came and covered Moses and Elijah. And our Heavenly Father said, This is my beloved Son. In whom I'm well pleased. And I said, Listen to him. So God wanted to know that Christ is incomparable. It also reminds us that our Lord could have ascended into heaven at that point. Now, if you remember, Elijah also ascended into heaven, right? So, uh, and then remember Moses, he died. And the Bible says he was buried in the land of Moab. But no one knows where he was buried. Which is good. Because people will probably worship that place. And they will make a huge monument for him. And build a, build a cathedral. Anyway, that's not the point. But, brothers and sisters, very interesting enough, on Mount of Transfiguration. Oh, you saw Elijah there. But you also saw Moses there. Elijah speaks of the rapture. Moses speaks of death and resurrection. Clearly Moses was alive at that time. So our the, the Bible reminds us that our Lord could have ascended just like Elijah. Because fully satisfied the Father. But our Lord did not choose the path. So in Luke chapter 9 and verse 51, he said he set his, uh, he, he, uh, um, uh, he, uh, he was determined to go to Jerusalem. So, brothers and sisters, now, after he was transfigured, he determined to go to Jerusalem. And now, he walked his last six months. Brothers and sisters, the last six months, the Lord spent a lot of time beyond the Jordan. The path that he took would have been along the King's Highway. Why is this significant? A few things. First of all, let me bring this map back again. So, Mount Hermon is the highest point in that area. 
在这个地方呢,黑门山是最高的地方 It is over 9200 feet Now, the Dead Sea It's the lowest place on earth It's over 1200 feet below sea level So brothers and sisters, when, from Mount Hermon he would, Our Lord would have descended All the way down near Jericho from the highest place to the lowest place this is the way of the cross so brothers and sisters that is one the other part of this is this now remember when our Lord started to minister in the beginning the Lord's first went to the people of Israel he would still first go into the synagogues and he would preach to them and he would perform miracles and remember when he called the twelve apostles when he sent them out he said don't go to the Gentiles don't go to Samaria because Samaria again all full of Gentiles and Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But brothers and sisters, remember there was a um, Syrophoenician woman in the Tyre and Sidon region. She came to the Lord and said, Son of David, can you come in and save my daughter who's demon possessed? But then the Lord said, I came. For the lost sheep of Israel. And then the Lord said, It's not good for me to give um, the, the bread of the children to the dogs. But then the woman said, But it's okay for me just to feed off the crumbs. In other words, now, the Syrophoenician woman was in Tyre and Sidon. This is the place called Phoenicia. So the Lord purposely came to that area. So that woman was saying, Lord, you came to me. I didn't come to you. Now I can just feed off of the benefits that the people of Israel have. Brothers and sisters, this tells us of our Lord's heart. Our Lord's heart was not just for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Our Lord's heart was for this Syrophoenician woman. But not only that, we are reminded when the Lord came to meet the Samaritan woman by the well the Bible says he was going from Judea to Galilee now the, the people of Israel they normally would never go directly through Samaria because they don't have any relationship with Samaritans that's why the Samaritan woman was shocked when the Lord was talking to her they would normally go east 
他们通常会往东走，to the river，一直到约旦河，and then go north to Galilee。然后再往北去加利利。But the Lord, the Bible says he purposed to go to Samaria。可是圣经说他特别的来到了撒玛利亚。And the Lord found the well and sat down。所以主他来到那个井旁就坐下。And waited for that Samaritan woman to show up。就等那个撒玛利亚妇人。Brothers and sisters，弟兄姐妹，the Lord wanted to save that woman。she was lost she had five husbands that was not enough for her because she was not satisfied if she drank of that water she would thirst again but the Lord wanted to show her that he was the living water and that that water that was made accessible for the river Jordan was also for her 从约旦留下来的活水也是为了他。Do you remember when the Lord said, "Let us cross to the other side of the Sea of Galilee"？啊，你还记得主耶稣跟门徒说，我们一起渡到另外一边去？And there was a huge storm，然后有一个大的风暴。And the disciples said, "Oh Lord, we're perishing."然后门徒说，哦，主，我们丧命了。Why was it that the Lord wanted to go to the other side？为什么主要到另外一边呢？Because in gatherings there were two demon-possessed men。啊，因为在那个。加大拉那一带有两个鬼附的人。We know they were Gentiles.我们知道他们是外邦人。Because the demons were asked to be sent into the swine.哦，因为那个鬼他们要求要能够被送到这个羊呃猪群里头。So the Lord wanted to save them.哦，主要拯救他们。So brothers and sisters.弟兄姐妹，That region is called Decapolis.那个地方叫做加伯利。是外邦人的地方。So brothers and sisters，even though in the beginning the Lord called the twelve. He sent the twelve to the lost sheep of Israel. And then he fed the five thousand. The five thousand were Jews. But brothers and sisters, there was a corresponding story. Because later the Lord sent out the seventy disciples. Why seventy? Because in Genesis chapter nine, it talks about the seventy nations, the descendants of Noah. So this speaks about the Gentile nation. But the Lord sent the seventy and then the Lord fed the 4,000 just like he fed the 5,000 he fed the 4,000 with 7 fish and a few small fish and so these 4,000 were Gentiles so brothers and sisters it's a wonderful story of God's love now there was another woman from Sidon in the Old Testament. Her name was Jezebel. Her father's name was Ethbal. Means with Baal. Now, Jezebel deceived the people of Israel to worship Baal. Now, Baal was the god of the weather. So they prayed to Baal so that it would rain. Because they were farmers, so they needed the rain. So it's not inconceivable that 
Jezebel deceived the people to say, "Pray to Baal so that you'll have rain for your crops." So Jezebel, they were just deceiving the Israelites, saying, "You pray to Baal, you'll have rain." But that's why Elijah told Ahab that there would be no rain until he said so. So Elijah told Ahab that there would be no rain until he said so. The people of Israel that He was the God that would send the rain. Because God wanted to prove to them that it was He who sent the rain. But brothers and sisters, isn't it interesting? Very interesting. The same place in Sidon. Oh, just in the Sidon area. The Lord came to save another Syrophoenician woman. Oh, the Lord came to save another Syrophoenician woman. Oh, the Lord came to save another Syrophoenician woman. Oh, the Lord came to save another Syrophoenician woman. He was willing to save those that were there. So, brothers and sisters, it's very interesting that after our Lord was transfigured, He set His face to Jerusalem. He went down the King's Highway, and then He came to the place right across Jericho, and He would have crossed. The Jordan River. He would have crossed this very hot area. Because it's the desert. Because it's so low below sea level. Because it's so low below sea level. None of the air can get out. So it's very hot. So that's why the Bible talks about the Valley of Baca. So. Valley of tears. Or is yeah, just tears. When you walk through it, it's like going through hell. You 经过它好像是经过地狱一样。And then the lowest place. 最低的地方。Remember we mentioned that Jerusalem was on the mountain. 你还记得耶路撒冷是在高山 ？So you know the people of Israel when they whenever they come to celebrate the feast, this is the path they would take. 当以色列人来耶路撒冷过节的时候，他们就走这条路。So that's why in Psalm 121. Now between Psalm 120 and Psalm 134, the 15th song, Song of Ascent. Ah, in Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, and the people of Israel would sing this psalm as they went up to Jerusalem. So when they went up to Jerusalem, they would sing this psalm. So Psalm 121 says, "I lift my eyes to the hills." So Psalm 121 says, "I lift my eyes to the hills." So because it's so hot. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And then when they come to Psalm 122, they finally have Jerusalem in view. Jerusalem is a city compacted together. So, brothers and sisters, when the Lord descended from Mount Hermon. On this King's Highway, he would have walked up to Mount of Olives. He would have walked up to Mount of Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. 要对西安的居民说，看哪、啊，你的王来到你这里，是温柔的，又骑着驴，就是骑着驴驹子。And verse seven, and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them, and he sat on the coats. 
the crowds going ahead of him and those who follow were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So brothers and sisters, this was the, the end of that six-month journey. And the Lord came into Jerusalem on a colt. And we know that soon after he died on the cross. So brothers and sisters, so that northern half of the King's Highway, the Lord came as the servant king. Brothers and sisters, is it an interesting that where the king's highway is? Think about Manasseh. Think about Manasseh. As if they didn't really enter in. They Somehow God allowed them to stay outside of the River Jordan. But as if they were not at the very center of God's purpose. But then, brothers and sisters, you also think the other places beyond the Jordan. You think of the Ammonites and the Moabites. There were the sons of Lot. Now Lot should have had no part in God's purpose. Because when God said, to Abraham, you are to leave your country and your relatives. But God brought Lot, Abraham got brought Lot with him. But God in his mercy spared Lot and his two daughters. And then later gave him this land. And then further south you have Esau. He sold his own birthright. As if he was outside of God's purpose. Brothers and sisters, is it an interesting that this king's highway, this way of the cross, is to the east of the river. So brothers and sisters, this lifeline that we talked about, the story of salvation, the story of the cross, is not just for Israel. But it's also for those that are beyond the beyond the Jordan. So brothers and sisters, when you read in the Bible when it talks about Bethany beyond the Jordan. You always think about God's grace. Remember the story of Rahab? She was an Amorite. She was a harlot. Actually, her name Rahab, Ray is the name of an Egyptian god. She was a pagan. She had no part in God's purpose. But brothers and sisters, would you believe that she became uh, um, I don't know, I think it's great-great-grandmother of David. And of course, 
was in the line of the Lord Jesus. This speaks of God's grace. You also reminded of Ruth the Moabitess. No part in God's purpose. But again, because of the love of Boaz, she had a part in God's purpose. So, brothers and sisters, when we think about the way of the cross, we had no part in God's plan. But the Lord went to the cross for you and for I. 为了我, 为了你, 他上了十字架, on the other side of the Jordan, and brought us into his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, this is our wonderful Lord. 弟兄姐妹, this is our servant king. He was, he was fully pleasing to the Father. He could have ascended into heaven. But we would have been hopeless. 可是我们就没有指望了, but he set his face to Jerusalem. He was willing to be the great to be crushed on the cross. He was the wine press. He drank the bitter cup. So we can drink the cup of joy. Sisters, this is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. There is no came in on a colt. He was so humble. This is our loving but, but thank the Lord, the story doesn't end there. Because he died, he rose on the third day, and he ascended. Now, when he ascended, there were two men that said, Why are you looking up? Just as he ascended, he will also descend. Now, we know when he ascended, there were two parts. There was a visible part from, from the Mount of Olives to the clouds. And then from the clouds to the throne was invisible. So Lord, when the Lord returns, there will also be two parts. The first part will be invisible. He will come as a thief in the night. So we have to be ready. If we are ready, we will meet him on at his throne. so later on you can take a look. But there is a triangular plane here. That's Armageddon. 
Napoleon said that's the best battlefield in the world. Now one day all the nations are going to come to attack Israel. And so when the Lord speed on the Mount of Olives, it's going to create a valley. So then the people of Israel are going to flee from between the Mount of Olives east. And then they're going to go south. Isaiah 63 talks about Edom. It talks about the king coming down through, um, to Edom. So we don't have a lot of time to cover this. But brothers and sisters, the, in Revelation chapter 14, it also talks about that in that final world war the blood is going to reach the horse's bridle and it's going to be for 200 miles so if you go from Armageddon east to the king's highway and you go south all the way to Edom or Petra which is uh, uh, at one point was the capital of Edom. So it's 200 miles. We don't have time to go into it. But brothers and sisters, when the Lord comes again, He's going to king as the Lion of Judah. He's going to deliver the people of Israel. And likely they're going to flee all the way down to Edom. And, um, but this time, if you read Revelation chapter 19, the Lord is going to come upon a white horse. First time he came on a colt. The second time he's going to be on a horse. And the, and the Bible said the saints will be with him. So most likely, the people of Israel are going to flee to the south to Edom. The Antichrist is probably going to be chasing after them. And then the Christ is going to chase after the Antichrist. We don't know the details. Brothers and sisters, this is the king's highway. The northern half speaks about his first coming. But there's going to be a second part to the story. If you read Isaiah 63, it corresponds to Revelation speaking about his robe being dipped in blood. But there, then he's going to defeat the Antichrist. So this talks about his first coming and the second coming. So this king's highway speaks about the king of kings and lord of lords. But brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful story of salvation. Because we who are saved, as our brothers have been sharing all these months about sonship, as we grow up, as we learn to 
be kings. As we learn to reign with Christ, we will have a part in that second part of His coming. Because when He comes again, He's going to establish His kingdom on earth for a thousand years. And the Lord said, for those who overcome, we will be able to reign with Him. So this is a story of the King's Highway. So um, our time is up. May the Lord speak to us. Lord, we commit these words back into your hands. Lord, the words of man are so limited. How can we describe this King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Lord, even though our message is incomplete, Lord, may your Holy Spirit continue to speak to us. Lord, may we understand, Lord, your work. Not just your first coming, but your second coming. Lord, make us ready for yourself. We thank you for such a complete salvation. Lord, we commit these words back into your hands. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.